Hello everybody, welcome back to the sick and better quarantine <laughs> podcast. <laughs> My name is Alex. I'm Jesse. AKA uh sick. And butter. And we're coming at you live <laughs> from the comfort of our own homes. Because I don't know if you guys if you guys listening have been Paying attention to the news. Basically, anywhere you are in the world, if you have looked at a television recently. We have a we have a major audience in Brazil. Yeah. Um, and Fernando? <laughs> I fucking love Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> My point was anywhere you are. You know that this is the 50th episode of Thick and Butter Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Around the world, this is crazy. Right. Not the fact that it's a pandemic, it's been on the news. It's our 50th episode of the Thick and Butter Podcast. They were so excited about the 50th episode that they have actually canceled school Mm -hmm. for us. And also the rest of the world. Just cancel it so everyone can listen to this right as we release it. I know, it's, it's really humbling, honestly. I know, um, yeah. <laughs> How far we've come, dude. How far we've come. <laughs> our whole, our dozen really came through. I know. Dude, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. There's a round of applause for you, dozen. Yeah, Hopefully you're still surviving real. through this pandemic that's yeah. going. Pandemic? Yeah. Serious note, uh, if you guys are listening to this, um, stay safe. Please stay at home. Please, please stay at um, home. <laughs> please stay at home. Um, and, but we're going to try to avoid talking about the, the pandemic as much as we possibly can during this podcast because, you know, it's, it's dark. It's yeah. a dark shit. It's sad. And we're trying to make some entertainment. Also, you know? everyone has been talking about that, like, all the time recently. Mm-hmm. That's every, every the only thing people talk about now. Yeah. You turn on the news and it's like you think that you're in, like... The last of us or something. You know, like you know, like in like Rick and Morty, where there's like these like goo themed worlds, or like the Cronenberg yeah. universe. We're in like the coronavirus <laughs> yeah. universe, where everything's yeah. just like coronavirus themed. Dude, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it is like it is so crazy. Like even like not just like if you watch the news, it's like you like the small things that I keep noticing. It's like like. There's like commercials for like like Burger King, for example. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching like the news and like the commercials came on and Burger King had this commercial that was like like quarantine themed. Like it was like Whoa. Hey. Like it was like, Hey, we're thinking about you. We do delivery and it was like this like but it was like it's so weird. Yeah. It's like, yeah. We're there for you. We could deliver. It's just like, dude, like It's also funny. I like fuck? the idea that's like someone's at home and they watch that, they're just like, Well thank God Burger Thing thinking well, about me. Laughing, I was laughing so hard. I was like <laughs> I was like, Oh, dude, thank God. Burger King cares about me. Oh, thank thank the Lord. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the one, I went there one time like 10 years ago. <laughs> Thank God. What can you say Thank about that, Ronald? <laughs> Burger King loves me. I know. Yeah, Ronald McDonald's got a good on top of it. Like, yeah. I haven't seen him at McDonald's. What are they doing? Yeah, the what's up? Help the pandemic. I mean, come on. Um, Sale on chicken yeah. nuggies, dude. 
Yeah. Come on. Yeah, see, so my mom my mom was on this shit. She knew what was up like like mm -hmm. like months in advance. Yes, so so she bought um she bought like two months of food already. So I came back and we basically have not I haven't had to left the house since wow. for food and stuff. Awesome. Just to do that. Yeah, I mean, we, we like stock up on stuff. But we, um, you know, we, we, we still go to the grocery store. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so we had to do that every once in a while, like every week or so. Um, this isn't that bad, but. No. Um, and also, it's nice that we live close to the grocery store. How so are the like, grocery stores? Are they coming, are they dude, coming back with so, stuff yet? Dude, I, yeah, I mean, um, oddly, not really, which is good, good. <laughs> you know, it hasn't gotten to that point yet. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it will get to that point. It probably will at some point, but uh yeah, it's just like like we'd be able to get, you know, whatever we need, you know. Um, yeah, that's good. But yeah, which is good. But anyway <laughs> Well let's talk about what are we been doing while we are staying at home. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Ourselves. That's a cool thing about us, you know, being filmmakers or I mean, I guess being a filmmaker specifically is not, but artists, you know? A lot of artists can do their work from home. So for yeah, us, right. we kind of have a chance to focus on shit we've always wanted to. So right. I've been like watching like just a lot of stuff I've always wanted yeah. to watch. And yeah. I'm planning on watching like a lot of cool classic movies and stuff. So this could yeah. be this could be this 50th episode could be the start of a golden age for Thick and Butter. Hell yeah. It Let's could also it. be the start while we're having our golden age, our peak, the world's collapsing behind us. But, you know, yeah. we'll be in right. fantasy land because we're watching right. Godzilla and shit. You <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> Watching Godzilla King of the Monsters for the eighth time in a while this week. Dude, I had nothing to do today. I've just been watching Godzilla Dude, and Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what, Louie? Actually, I'm not kidding. Uncut Gems, I bought. I bought, I went out to Best Buy and I bought that movie, like, the day I got back, and I was like, yeah. I'm not gonna have an opportunity to buy this on Blu-ray. That so was I smart. Got it. And, uh, I shit you not, I'm not kidding. I watched it, like, like, a second night that, you know, one of the nights, that, one of the first nights that we were back, and then almost every night I watch a movie, I'm like, do I, do I want to watch Uncut Gems again? <laughs> like, I literally, like, just, and then I, I watched it, like, two more times. Like, wow, like, that's wow. awesome. Like, I'll just put it on. But, yeah. I, that's sick. But, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's like, but I also watched, you know, I've been watching a lot of stuff, too. Um, and I guess, like, yeah, what have you been watching? I guess this could be our... Uh, yeah, the start in. Our, our recommendation. Yeah, yeah, our, the big uh, open up with the recommendation. Our, our, our quarantine watch yeah. list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I've been, I've been on a huge animation kick recently. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching a lot of shows. I've watched Steven Universe, which I was watching at school. Yeah, right, Which, yeah. that show, it really starts off feeling like it's a kid's show, but that is some really masterful writing and character yeah. design. So if you like yeah. animation, that's a really great show. I've been Yeah, no, no. I watched that from an alternative site. <laughs> 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 uh, 
the other great show, <laughs> the other great show I watched was Gravity Falls, which isn't as good. Yeah, okay, I know that. So, yeah. I don't like it as much as Steven Universe. The whole story isn't as good, but the characters yeah. are awesome, and that's 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 it's it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, also, Samurai Jack, all of the original series, in addition to the new updated series, is now on the Adult Swim page. So that's mm. what I'm going to focus on watching yeah. after I get done with Gravity Falls. So that's that's, that's been cool. what I've been obsessing over recently. Also, I've been watching a lot of Scooby-Doo with Eva. Oh, yeah, you guys do it like, you guys Yeah, we're, we're Netflix partying. That's the thing that's, oh, that's hyper. Oh, dude. Yeah. <sighs> weird. weird world. It's weird. weird world. World. I would never do that any other time unless we were in this situation. Hell no. It's like, why would I want? Like, Let's what's the point? <laughs> and it's like, it's like the thing about it, it's just like, oh my god, it's so cool. We we're syncing up. Hell no. This is the stupidest shit in the world. You know, we should do that. That what probably. What else are we gonna do? Yeah, I know. I think it's a good well, point. It's we should well, do think, it. Well, because Zach, uh, Korea, who's been on this podcast, yeah, has uh has mentioned that we should all do that together. Like, yeah, oh, pretty funny. You know, we should um, actually. Yeah, we just get a Zoom not? session. We Netflix party. We're synced yeah, up, and we just watch it. Be so what would be sick is if we could get Netflix party for Canopy. That yeah. would be tight, but oh, I don't yeah, think it works like awesome. that. No. <laughs> I don't think Canopy. <laughs> I don't think that would support. I don't know if Canopy would work that way. Bummer. I don't know. People listening know what Canopy is. Canopy, <laughs> Canopy <laughs> is another streaming site. How would you? I guess it's like a. It's like it's a. School. It's, it's like an it's academic like, Netflix, is what yeah, it is. It's like design, but it's like it's not the Criterion Channel. Yeah. Because like. I'm like, which I need, which I really want to get. Yeah, me too. Like, it's not that, but like, it kind of is. <laughs> so, but a lot of schools are like subscribed to it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I watched, I watched something on Canopy the other day. Canopy's super sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, like the rest of the world, I'm, I'm gonna watch some Tiger King. Uh, and that's I good. Finished, I finished Tiger King. Good. Do you know what? Do you, have you watched it yet? No, I kind of know Dude. what it is, but you should explain it. You gotta watch it. Okay, yeah. This is this is like this is. I feel like there's every podcast in the world right now is talking about Tiger King. Yeah. We're just, we're just gonna add ourselves to that list. I guess. I'm but, into it. We're sellouts. Um, <laughs> Tiger King is, and I'm not going to spoil it because Jesse hasn't seen it, but Tiger King is like a documentary series um, on Netflix, which are amazing. Like, they do, like, incredible, like, docu-series, um, like, just mini-series, like, one-off stuff. Like, they did one about, um, recently about Eric Hernandez, who's, like, the NFL player who, like, Murdered like a couple people and ended Yo. up in jail. And there's a whole, that's a whole documentary series. I haven't watched that one yet, but you know, they, they have tons of them. Yeah. And um, this one is just like the latest one. And I, it's the best one I've ever seen. And it's because it is, so if you, if you don't know, it's about, um, it's about the world of exotic pet owning, and it's about the world of, like, 
you know, exotic animals. Yeah. And you, and it follows this guy. The, the filmmakers started filming this documentary. Like, the first scene of the documentary is amazing. It's like, he's, the filmmaker is, like, at, like, a pet shop or something. And I think he's just, like, doing, like, he's shooting something there. And a car pulls up. Like, he's shooting like a, a film? Like, a or video? Yeah, I think so. He's just, like, hanging out there or something. Oh, okay. I don't, we don't, I don't really know what he's doing. But anyway, he, a van pulls up. And the guy comes out, and he's like, hey, guys, you want to see something? And it's like a normal redneck-looking guy yeah. in a white van. And he opens the van, and there's a snow leopard on the back of his van in a cage. Okay. And the filmmaker's like, what the how the fuck do you have a snow leopard? Yeah. And he was like, oh, I bought it, you know, for like three grand. And there's a great line of the documentary where he goes, and that's when I started my journey to look at like big cat owners. Whoa. And so he so he starts doing this documentary. So he starts filming this documentary about big cat owners, like who owns these and stuff. And it follows a guy named Joe Exotic, who is a That's the iconic guy, right? With the mullet? Dude, yes. He uh is he owns a zoo, like an exotic big cat zoo on the side of the highway in like bugfuck nowhere oklahoma oh my and he was like god. the most redneck dude ever who's like who's gay who's uh like who's redneck who's like homosexual who's like insane so anyway Whoa. he starts making this documentary and a murder plot ensues and this is all real and this is all he was making the documentary just about this guy and about people who, you know, make, you know, you know who own big cats and stuff, but it turns into this whole... Murder conspiracy. Murder uh, conspiracy that I don't really want to get into. I yeah, think, like, yeah. That's not, I don't want to spoil that. But it is so incredible. It is, like, such an amazing series because it's, it's seven episodes. It's, like, seven hours. And, yeah. Uh, it's so interesting because people who own big cats and are fucking crazy yeah all of them are not just this redneck there are there's people all around the all around the country that they interview all around the world and uh and they're all back to insane yeah like they're all just and it's really interesting to look at like what makes like a, a person want to own like hundreds of tigers or hundreds or hundreds dude, of tigers Joe exotic, exotic has 200 oh. lions and tigers and like in his house yes he breeds them but he oh has my so what god you, what you do is you have you breed them and you have cubs and you cub pet them and that's what makes them kind of grow attached to you yeah and that's why they don't like you know, want to attack you, but it's still a fucking tiger. Yeah. Whoa. The, the twists and turns that the series goes are 
insane. Like, you wouldn't think that they're even real. Like, it is so unbelievable. Like, it is such an awesome series. I'm gonna watch like, that with my mom. My mom sounds it, like she would it, like that. Yes, it is. I watch it with her parents. Like, it is a awesome, awesome series. But I'm watching that. Uh, I finished watching that. Um, I finished it, like, two days. Like, one yeah. night, we, I watched, like, three episodes, and then the next day, I just watched the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's incredible. Oh, we're connection. The Saki brothers actually work on Tiger King. Uh, like, the filming bit. of it? Or, like, they yeah, helped out yeah, with the documentary well, crew? Yeah, early, early on. Because they started filming in 2015. And the Saki brothers are friends with Whoa. the filmmaker on Tiger King. And, like, they, they kind of work on the movie for a little bit. That is a huge mindfuck. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the series, you know, went on for... I mean, the filming went on for about six years. That was something that just blew my mind. Cause I was just like... What a fucking gold mine this guy just stumbled upon. Because he, or like, imagine a guy from the carry, you're like, okay, I want to follow. Cause I want to discover, I want to look into the world of big cat owning. Yeah. That is insane. And you just stumble that upon, this, like, the prima donna. guy pulls up and says, like, hey, check out this snow leopard that I just bought. Wow. Wow. So, like, but he goes into the world, and not only does he go into the world, he. Like, over the course of time, this this crime ensued. Like, he had yeah. nothing to do with it. You know, he just had this incredible, you know, like, it's almost like it's just full, unfolded on his lap, which yeah. is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, like, really well-directed, super well-made. Like, it's really, really, really good. I'm definitely going to watch that it. out. Check that yeah, out. It's incredible. Um, but I will watch that. I'm watching a ton of uh, movies that I haven't seen. Um, I recently watched. What I watched? Uh, oh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Last yeah, night. was that good? Okay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, so it's free it's, on Hulu now? Well, not mm-hmm. Hulu is not free, but if you have Hulu. Yeah, it's truly on Hulu. And if you guys don't know, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was one of the um, best reviewed movies of last year. Um, it's a foreign film. It's a French film. And Those foreign films of, popping off, dude. Yeah, dude. They're coming. It's, it's of, the foreign invasion. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. So it's a lesbian story, right? Yes. Cool. But um, it's the steamiest movie I have ever seen in my life. Like, and there's no, like, sex scene in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like really that. Spoiler, I guess. But... Dude, like, I was like, there were some scenes where I was, like, sweating. I was like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> like, it's just the way, I don't want to spoil it. There's not a lot to spoil with it. Yeah. And it's just, what, if I saw that last year, it would easily be probably, like, in my top five, like, hands down. Yeah. Um, it is a ridiculously well-directed movie. Uh, every frame is a painting. Like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, like, that's what like, I've heard about can, it. You can pause the movie in, like, any, like, portion of it and just hang it on your wall. Like, it's, a- it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, um, that's what um, I've heard about it. And it's amazing. I highly recommend uh, people who want to watch kind of uh, romance art 
That's high on my list. Um, I, yeah, and then I watched, <laughs> I watched Chicken Little, which is, uh, <laughs> classic, which is a Disney film that I used to watch when I was a kid, it's really bad, um, I haven't seen but, that in years, like, yeah, it's dude, been it so one long, one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen, I kind of like it, because it's, like, because, the, the dialogue and the story of it. Dude, the main character's name is Chicken. Like, his <laughs> name is Chicken. Wait, are, are all the other, like, animals, are they just named yeah, other? Yeah, they all have, like, weird, funny names. Actually, like, there's, like, parts of the movie that are, like, clever. Yeah. Like, I thought. Um, but, like, yeah. Like, his Like, they call him Chicken. But the other animals aren't called, like, Duck or Pig. No, well, his friend is the Ugly Duckling. Okay. Like first name ugly, second name duckling. I think so. Are you? You're shitting me. Really? No, I'm not kidding. Oh they're my like named, god. Like they're named like like <laughs> like fairy tale names. Wow. Like, Wait, I gotta look this really up. Weird. This is this is this is. I'm pretty sure. I was I was under the influence when I watched it, so. <laughs> That's but, uh, ugly duckling. <laughs> Dude, wait. Wait, her name is Abby Mallard. Yeah, Abby. But, like, she's the ugly duckling, though. Yeah. Like, they call her the ugly duckling in the movie. His dad is named Buck oh, yeah. Cluck. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, his name is Chicken. His first name is Chicken. But you guys are writing out the script. Yeah. You're like, all right. We'll go with Chicken. His name is, his name is Chicken. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go with Chicken. <laughs> like, I get it's based on Chicken Little, you yeah. know, the fairy tale or whatever. But, like, dude. Like, you can't, like, it's a movie. You can't just, like, call the character Chicken. I guess you could call him, like, I don't know, maybe, like, like first name, middle name Chicken, last name Little. Right? Like, what if his name was, like, Joe Little? Well, that's his name. Joe Chicken Little. Yeah, like, yeah, not like that. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Chicken Little, that's a sequel. What if we what if we just call each other that right now? So you'll be oh. you'll be Alex Chicken Little. I'll be Jesse Ugly Duck. <laughs> yeah, you're the ugly duckling in this in this, in this pair. <laughs> Obviously. Not right. <laughs> um, but uh dude, oh, that reminds me. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, dude, let's talk about um Ari Aster's <laughs> short film. Whoa, dude. <laughs> Whoa! So, if you guys are listening, Ari Aster is the guy who made Midsommar and um, Hereditary. Hereditary. Well, I couldn't fucking. Why couldn't I remember that? It's a hard. It's an uh, eclectic one. And uh, <laughs> he made a short film, and um, I have seen it before, but I like rewatched it. Um, cause I just love it, and, uh, I said it to Jesse, and I was like, hey, watch this. <laughs> and he, like, was like, that was the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Whoa. 
Whoa. <laughs> it's called the strange things about the Johnsons, right? Yeah. Strange things yeah. about the Johnson. Oh god, did you find it funny? See, see, I I think there's a weird satire aspect to it. I agree. And I think also looking into it, which makes sense, the reason why he made this film is that this was his graduate film. And yeah. he was trying to come up with the most taboo shit he could possibly right. think up to right. post right. as like an AFI graduate film. So in that mm. extent, it's like it is funny. The thing for me is that the funny aspects of it were um, like cringy funny. And that just yeah. added to my discomfort and general oh, disturbedness. Yeah. So yeah. like maybe if I watched it a couple more times, I can laugh at it more. But it was just like yeah. it was because yeah. it was such a it was such a crazy Take okay to, to explain what it is. It's it's yeah. Do we want to spoil it? Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, it's I, in the it's, it's in the YouTube. yeah. It's, it's in, not YouTube. If you want to watch it, you go should. Check it out. Yeah, go YouTube. check it out. Go check it out right now. And the story is that um is that so? There's so this the family. Like an upper class, little upper middle class kind of like black family, and uh, it's I can't even like say it. It's, just, it's the a teenage kid. He's like a young kid in the beginning. He's like jerking off, and his dad walks. Dude, in. I just gotta say, when I first started this movie, and I open with the credits with the sound of like, "Oh my god, dude!" Yeah, the, if that's yeah. what I think it is, I'm in yeah. for a trip. Yeah, and it yeah, was. Yeah. And I didn't even, that wasn't even the crazy part about that scene. That's no, like oh, old no. news. That's like conventional no. samey bullshit. So, you come in so on a teenager so masturbating. So let's break this down. Yeah. So he's, he's jerking off. And his dad comes in and he's like, oh, it's an embarrassing moment. Because he catches his son jerking off. Right? Yeah. And like, you know, moment that happens to a lot of people. And he comes in and his dad explains, hey, this is a natural thing, it's okay, like, kind of a sweet scene, right? Yeah. And you see him holding a, a picture. After his dad and leaves, he, and he's like, all things are met up. This is when people are going to turn off the, <laughs> the yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. They're too disturbed by this. But we, we see a shot of him uncurling the photo and he's... <laughs> And he's jacking it to his, a picture of his dad. Yeah. And uh, this ensues. <laughs> See, what's interesting about that is that if you cut it right there, that's a really hilarious short film. Right. But right. what that right. starts oh, it goes, yeah, is oh, yeah, yeah. so disturbing. Because from that, it changes into a really, really well done abuse story about molestation. Mm -hmm. But instead, mm -hmm. the son's molesting the dad. Right. So, yeah. but the dad's reacting in the way that, like, I saw, I read a really great article about it, about this guy who was talking yeah. about it. And he was, he was a, a victim of sexual assault. And he mm -hmm. was talking about how the, the dad performance was so accurate to what a victim in yeah. that situation would do yeah. when you have to live with your captor. And especially right. when it's someone...
Which it also turns on its head because he's, he's like a family member. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we know the yeah. dynamic where it's just like how disturbing it should be when your protector is affecting a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. But it also goes to say that you can say, well, kids are dumb, you know, and they don't know what's right or wrong and all that kind of shit. So yeah. it makes sense they could be stuck in that. But it's just like, no, this can happen to anybody, you know? Right. You can be the person who's effectively in control, but you can be so fucked up by these people who do these things yeah. to you and you can just be powerless in it. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, dude. It's nuts. It was crazy. I couldn't help but think, like, both times I watched it, he's like, what a weird movie to film. What a weird movie to, to be on set. Yeah. To, like, I just think of, like, the scene, um, in the, um, like, the next, the following scene at the, uh, at the wedding. Yeah, we're where sucking like, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll never forget that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like when I watched it the same time, I I was just laughing at like, this is I was just like, dude, this is so insane. Yeah. Like it is such a crazy idea. It's like one of those ideas that it's so fucked up that, like, you'll be like, oh, I'm never gonna do it, like, yeah. you know, because it's just so effed up, but he, like, actually did it. And not only did he actually do it, he made it, like, like a really good film. It's like, like that conversation, to get to that point, started with saying, it's like, what if we made a movie about frog prostitution? And then they yeah. got to, like, oh, what if we do this? And then they mm -hmm. did it. Which is kind of cool. It's kind of it like, cool. it's, it's I mean, like I, extremist filmmaking, which I'm into. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, was, I, mean, I think I respect the hell out of that movie. I think it's like, because I think it, especially for someone like Ari Aster, who at that time was coming out of school. Yeah. And he decided to make this, like, so one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, in terms of, like, just the emotional like core of it and like the story of it is just you'll never see a film like that come out in theaters yeah or, you know, ever yeah screen, ever. You know? and so like the fact that you can watch that movie on youtube and it has like <laughs> five million views it's just it's, it's crazy it's not like yeah. graphic or anything it's just like so emotionally devastating. Well, the other thing about but, that that's interesting is that it doesn't feel like a short film. It really feels no. like a completed experience. I mean, it's like 30 minutes. I mean, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's a longer film. And I was exhausted after watching that. Like, oh my God. That's probably why he made it. I mean, he easily could have made it like, like a 90 minute film. Like, he could have made that a feature if he wanted to. Yeah, totally. But, like, especially because the performances just... were so goddamn strong. Oh, yeah, they were yeah, so yeah. strong. Yeah, they were so good. But, like, it's just, yeah, that would be, uh, it'll be hard to muster for 90 minutes. The other <laughs> awesome thing about that little film is that he really. It just, it looks great. The shots are incredible. Oh, yeah. It's lit well, yeah, so totally... well. You can totally see that, like, you know, this, this guy went on to make fucking hereditary and Midsommar. I bet, and, you know, like, I bet, <sighs> I bet that Jordan Peele watched that before he made Get Out. 
Yes, I think you did too. I think I, I think I, um, I think Jordan Peele has actually played like that movie before. I, I believe it. It feels a lot yeah. like Jordan Peele. And it's also interesting because it reminded me of Blood Simple in a lot of the way that the tracking sure. shots were. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it felt very Coen Brothers in the way that he did cra tracking yeah. shots. Yeah, I mean, there's like, yeah, it's, it's an interesting movie. Like, the style of it is really interesting to me. Because it's like... Because, yeah, like, the style of it goes through, like, Elvis Coen Brothers-esque in a weird way. Yeah. And, like, that kind of, like, adds, like, the, almost, like, the, the satire aspect to it. Like, this, like, the home, like, the suburban family movie, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's like, you know, and there's, like, a weird, like, stylistically, like, satirizing that a little bit. Yeah, which I yeah. Think is pretty interesting. And that's why I think, like, the more I watch it, the more I see kind of, like, the comedy in it a little bit. And, yeah, like, I definitely can see that. And, like, but it is very dark. Um, and I think part, like, it's, it's anything, it's, like, a dark comedy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, pitch black. <laughs> Yeah. You know, pitch black comedy. It's hard, like, it's hard. The thing about it that the makes it. No, yeah, the thing about it that's like. That's hard because, like, I totally get, like, the comedic aspects of it because it's like Coen Brothers. It makes you kind of, like, laugh at these horrible things. Yeah. But the thing that makes it. It's just that it's such an effective telling of yeah, how right. real abuse stories right. are. That I think right. it like it pushes it a little bit. It's less. It's more like realistic. It's just the Ari Aster middle ground. Yeah, that yeah. he just does yeah. a really yeah. good job of making the stuff that's like almost absurd, like, you know, but just real enough to just make you devastated and just really fuck you like, up. Like Hereditary is like a straight up family drama horror movie. Yeah, but like Midsummer, you know, it took me a while to be like, what the fuck, like. It's the tone of this movie. Like, yeah, what? it's weird. You know, it kind of reminded me of like Midsommar in that way because it's like mm -hmm, I it's agree. So odd of the tone of like what it is. Yeah, like he has so many different like kind of like influences and like stuff in it. Yeah, but you know that's what makes him a great filmmaker. He truly is like very unique. Um, and but yeah. <laughs> that's a good one to talk about because no one i would love to talk about more short films because i love short films and yeah. i think that they're just like an under oh dude i watched a cool short film i should have sent it to you it's an animated short film that's called chicken of the dead that's what it's called it's called chicken uh -huh. of the dead and it was on um south by southwest this is an important thing for people who are interested in film nerdisms you probably you might know about this already but south by southwest is working with this mailchamp i think is the what the the, the uh -huh. program's called and they're posting 76 of the short films that were nominated oh, in south awesome. by southwest and yeah. i think they're going to be streaming a lot more of them yeah, to be okay. available to the public so um check out it's kind of hard to find so i found it just by searching south by southwest like short films and it got me mm -hmm. to a link eventually but this film i watched is called chicken of the dead it's a really awesome french animated movie that's about this uh this this guy this corrupt make like it's a mcdonald's ripoff guy who just has made billions off of selling this chemical chicken and the, right. the what he's done is that he's made chicken that is completely it's supposed to be um 50 real chicken and then 50 chemicals um yeah. 
but McDonald's. Yeah, like literally like McDonald's. And what it turns out is that he makes a chicken that's 100% chemicals. And when people start eating it, they turn into chicken zombies. It's, dude, you, I totally recommend it. I'll try to find it and send it to you. It was so, it was so creative. The animation is so awesome. The music is dope. I'm super into it. I also watched another, I watched another short film that was about an apple getting back to the orchard that was getting some talk, but I didn't think that one was as good. That one's called The Orchard. <laughs> you follow an apple. Yeah, that's the main sweet. character it's cool you should watch it like it's a really like, i've never a seen a film like yeah it's like a real apple that like rolls along <laughs> really? the ground and there's like voiceover that's talking it's like i'm an apple and it's like it's voiced like a like a film noir detective so it's just apple. like i've been around these parts too long i gotta get out of here i'm a free apple i gotta get to the orchard and then he like jumps off and starts rolling and it like rolls away and it's like this epic journey as he tries to get back to the orchard <laughs> You ever seen the Chef Boyardee commercials? No. <laughs> like back when, when I was weird, when we were kids on like Nickelodeon and stuff, they had the Chef Boyardee commercials where the can of, <laughs> the can of ravioli would uh... Oh, dude, dude, like, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, you know, I totally know what you're talking about. Like, grab a course and the child would pick that up like, I want some spaghettios. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. I was about. a guy, 10-year-old Ray would be like, I, I want some SpaghettiOs. <laughs> it's like, it really made me want SpaghettiOs. That's funny. Advertising works. It does. It's like that. Yeah. That actually, literally, that is what that movie is. It's that Shelf 4RD commercial, but it's an Apple. <laughs> With voiceover. So, yeah, I want to see that. It sounds dope. Yeah. Um, you play any video games? You know, I have been. I've been, I've been playing, playing a lot, a lot of video, of video games. games. I've been playing a lot of video games. I've been... I already beat... I've beaten two full games. Really? What have already, you beaten? Yes. Like, <laughs> what I got here... Uh, I played... I, I played through Uncharted 4. Oh, again? Because, Did you like it? Like... Dude, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, Uncharted 4 is, like, amazing. It, I don't really want like to play that. I'm trying to, I think it's the most beautiful looking game on PS4. Yeah. Um, ever. Um, but I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now, and that might be the most beautiful looking game like I've ever played in my life. That's a game I've but always wanted to play, and I, I just never got really around cool. to it. But, so, I do, I do, I'm for it. it, took me like a week, it's not a very long game. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, 15 hours or something. And, um, and then I got Doom Eternal. Oh, fuck, I heard I, that's sick. Which, dude, it is the perfect sequel. It is like one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played in my Is life. it better than the original, like the first one? Yes. Wow. Yes. And it is, it is literally the perfect sequel. Like, it literally takes everything that was great about the, the first one, like the rebooted first one, yeah. and just makes it better. Like, it turns it up to 11. It's faster. You have more mechanics. You have more uh, guns, and, like, the demons are, like, more um like you know the glory kills when you go up yeah. to them and you're like okay in the original one there were only like a couple of animations there are like at least five or like five to like 
animation for each type of demon. Oh my god. Are there that? Like, when you, like, go up to one, like, the facial, like, detail of the demons and stuff, and, like, the gore that, like, comes off of them when you, like, it's so awesome. Like, it is, like, the most adrenaline. I might have to play that. Pumping <laughs> game ever, dude. It is so freaking awesome. Like, if you play on, like, the higher difficulties, like, it is fucking crazy it is so much fun and also there's like these cool like platforming like stuff that's like added to it like, yeah you have like a gas now yeah you have a flamethrower that you could like just torch demons with you have the chainsaw which in the original game you didn't use the chainsaw that much yeah but in this game you have to use it a lot because that's how you get ammo oh yeah and it's a great 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 game and like also it's like one of those things too where there's a lot to like collect yeah and like i've been like going back and playing levels and like collecting shit yeah it's a really really good so game. do i have to play so, the first one to be able to play no. that one <laughs> no. would you recommend i no. play the first one or should i just play the uh, eternal honestly no i was i was just like uh, well I don't know. I mean, the first one, it's, it's hard for me to, like, say that because the second one is better in every single way. Yeah. And, like, also the second one has, a like, a story. Like, it has, like, yeah. cut scenes. And, like, it's pretty funny. Like, it's not, like, a, like you know, it's not fucking Uncharted. Yeah. But, like, the cut scenes are, like, really funny. Yeah. Like, you play as, like... The Goom Guy, you know, his, his name is Goom Guy, the Goom Slayer, and, like, <laughs> you, like, it, you're just a badass. Like, the premise of the game is that you're just a badass. Yeah. And, like, you just, and, like, the opening scene, like, the opening cutscene, I wanted to, like, punch, like, like, like this through the ceiling I was just like like, You're so, like so jazzed up and adrenaline so filled crazy. but also the soundtrack is fucking crazy it's like yeah. like it's like electronic heavy metal and like it's so freaking sweet I love like, the Doom soundtrack there are so many cues that like will just make you like just like want to kill everything <laughs> it's, it's it's so awesome it's such a great game i might there's also like i might have to you play can customize your doom slayer yeah you like you have like yeah play just play doom eternal like i wouldn't say like like if you haven't played doom before play doom eternal because like it's just better in literally every single way is it it's uh like, is it 60 bucks right now new game out. new game yeah mm -hmm. that's pretty cool i have been yeah, playing so awesome i've been on a different spectrum of gameplay because the first game i beat a game too but the first yeah. game i beat was the original spectrobes from 19 whatever it was on ds dude it's a <laughs> yeah it's a knockoff it's a knockoff pokemon franchise and i played that as a kid and i really liked that as a kid it's and a knockoff pokemon it's just it's essentially so it's like it's like a, you play as a science fiction guy and then aliens invade this science fiction galaxy to destroy uh -huh. the galaxy as they do normally and right. you have to collect these fossils which you then revive into pokemon like creatures which have three stages 
However, mm -hmm. with this game, it's fucking crazy to evolve these dipshits. They're so hard to get level up, and the game's really oh, yeah. short, so, like, g like getting them to, like, the third tier takes so much time. So, I was obsessed. I was a crazy person. I spent, like, four days playing this, and I played it all day long. I played a children's yeah. game on my DS, not wearing any, like, shirt in my, like, bathrobe for, like, four days. <laughs> That's the first game I beat. Then I played Sekiro for a while until I got so frustrated oh, yeah. with that, I literally thought I might have an aneurysm, so I had to really stop. No. I heard that game this is so fucking hard. It is. And it's like, it's a really good difficulty, except I was trying yeah. to beat a guy that was a little bit harder than what my level was at, and right. it was the worst experience of my life. I thought I was gonna, yeah. like, angry throw up all over my TV. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever heard of a game called Spore? Yeah, dude, I played Spore. <laughs> I liked, uh, there was my, one my version. Was laughing, I was laughing so hard because a friend texted me, he was like, dude, I'm going to play Spore. That's how bored I am. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I haven't played that game in, like, years. <laughs> there was one game, there was a version for, like, the handheld DS, and then there was a version for the yeah. Wii. And yeah, the Wii yeah, one... I played the Wii one. The Wii one was cool. I played the computer one, though. Whoa! Dude, that's crazy. That's like OG Spore. Yeah. I never played Dude, that I one. I played it on my, like, Windows. <laughs> my, like, old wow. Windows computer. Speaking yeah. of jank games, though, I'm playing a game with my friend, uh, my friend Devlin, and we're playing uh, Resident Evil 5. Do you know anything about that game? Resident Evil 5, go, go. So Resident Evil 5 is widely thought of to be trash, um, yeah. which I... I actually really like it because it feels like an arcade game, but it's not it's not like a good Resident Evil game because it's not like a scary zombie survival shooter. It's like it's weird because it's like a sequel to Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Which is like considered like the best one. And man, it's like it's it's nothing compared to Resident Evil 4. It's yeah. like it's still really cool. It's just a co-op game. It's just like it's yeah. supposed to be played co-op and it's way more fun if you're playing with a person. It's just not scary though. Yeah. But um that game is so jank. Like I, I, I pulled it up and it was made for console and I bought it on PC to play through it uh, again on PC. And I plugged in my console, like my controller, because it's just like, all right, well, it's probably gonna be best to play this with a controller, a DualShock controller. And I got into the game. I watched this godforsaken like two hour cutscene that was like MS Paint garbage. It was too, no, it was like, it felt like two hours, but it was like, it was probably like two, three minutes, but it took forever. And you had to watch it every time. And I had to reload it a couple of times for all the technical shit I went through. But I logged into the game and I was like, okay, here I go. And I tried to look around and my character went Zhoop! and it just went straight into the sky and it's just like why is this happening and i figured out that what was like i was moving around and he was just like spazzing out it was nonsense nothing made sense and i found out that what happened is that for whatever reason the pc port programmed that when you put it in a controller that when you push up on the right stick it turns your guy left but when you push down on the right stick, it turns your guys right. And then when you turn when you turn left on the right stick, it turns you guys up. 
and then right it took the guy down so like i was i was like i was like moving around just like this is like a puzzle it's so confusing so i had to code and go in there and like change like some controls to make it all fixed and stuff but i got it to work but then i just used a mouse and keyboard so fuck me i guess is it like um what is the plot of it? Is it just like so it's uh so it's Chris Redfield who um yeah. he's um he's a one of the original police officers from Raccoon City one of the one yeah. the only guy to survive from that troop and right. he's with this um he okay, meets this also, random side, black lady on a, on a side note have you ever seen the Resident Evil movies no but I have one I heard they're atrocious it, it blows me away how like, not even close to the story that the movies <laughs> are, like, of the game. Really? Like, I'm just like, yeah, like, first of all, it starts like Mila Djokovic, who's like, who's the girl Jill, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The, yeah, like, she, I think that's her character's name, but she's like fucking, like, John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> and like... It's like, does the director ever play a Resident Evil game, like, in his life? Oh, man, that's like, really dude, interesting. It's like a Matrix John Wick. That's exactly like, what it looks like. It looks like a Matrix like, movie. It blows my mind. I'm like, is this guy, like, a fucking idiot? I have to see like, that now, because you're you're totally right. Because yeah. I remember, like, the sequence where she was in, like, a trap room and stuff. Dude, and that, it's like, that never happens in Resident Evil. Dude, no, literally, <laughs> just watch, like, the la watch, like, the trailer for the last movie. You're like, yeah. what the... <laughs> like, how is a Resident Evil fucking... It's, I, it blows me away. Like, I think that franchise is, like, the perfect embodiment of, like, a studio having no idea what the <laughs> fuck they were doing. Like, like I don't, I'm not blaming the director, even though he's a garbage director. Who is the director? Like, it's like, Paul, this makes me laugh every time I say it. The only reason I know his name is because his name is Paul Anderson. Okay, you're like, whoa, Paul, there's another Thomas filmmaker. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, Paul Anderson. Oh, no, his fuck. name is Paul W.S. Anderson. <laughs> uh, it's just like, okay, like, uh, it's like dollar store. Paul <laughs> Weak Shit Anderson. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He named her Event Horizon. That was the only... Oh yeah, that's why I know that name. Yeah, because I I mean I love Event Horizon. It's kind of a jank movie. It's a little jank. He also made the original Mortal Kombat, which is so funny. That's also a spectacular movie. It's really funny. That's a spectacular face plant. My god, that movie's an adventure. Yeah, so yeah, he made it. And there's six Resident Evil movies. Isn't there seven there's now? Six of them. No, no, no. There's like six or seven. I don't. I like, think. I think I have six. Oh man, that would be fun. The final chapter. Yeah, dude. I think that's what I have. I have the final chapter. Yeah, I've never. I've only watched like chunks of like all the movies. I've never actually sat down and like watched a whole Resident Evil movie. Yeah. And I probably never will. The only reason <laughs> I have it is because I went to uh like a bargain store once and they were selling yeah. these mystery boxes and I in my head and they were selling for twenty dollars a piece. Box. And I was like it's like this is my chance. This is my chance yeah. to get something cool. So I bought two of them. Yeah. I spent forty bucks on this and 
there was such crazy garbage. Like, dude, it was so crazy. Like, it's the kind of stuff that you bring into half price books and they're like, we don't even want this. We won't yeah, take right. this. And it was like, right. it was like Resident Evil, um, like Kevin Bacon <coughs> horror movies, you know? Like the Invisible <laughs> Man. Like, not even Tremors. I didn't even get Tremors. Yeah. It's like below Tremors. That's how bad yeah. this shit was. And so that's the only reason I have a Resident Evil. It's the, one of the ones I picked, and it's just like, well, this one will be funny. And then the rest I just, like, literally yeah. threw in the garbage. <laughs> Yeah. Every once well, in a while, you just gotta spend 40 bucks on something, like, really goddamn dumb. Yeah. I've got that before Christmas. It happens about, like, every three or four months for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you're playing Resident Evil 5. Yeah, I'm playing Resident I'm Evil playing, 5. I played Resident Evil 6 when I was in, uh, when I was in middle school. I've never played that. that. I heard it sucks. I really hate that game. It's really bad. <laughs> Like, I'm playing, like, that's, like, I think that's one of the reasons why I got turned off. Why I haven't even played, because I want to play Resident Evil 2, like, the remake. And, like, that's probably why I haven't played it yet. Because <laughs> 6 is so bad. Well, 6 is, like, because when I found out that, like, it was originally, like, a horror thing and it wasn't an action. Like, Resident Evil 6, like, became, it was, like, an action game. Yeah, it went off of the, a, that's what Resident Evil yeah. 5 is. That's, it's yeah. just an action game. Yeah. So that's like the, that was the start of it, I guess. Yeah. So going in that direction. See, I love the Resident Evil series, and I think Resident Evil mm -hmm. 2 is one of the best games that's been made in a couple of years. And I think that the, yeah. the thing that's so... The remake of it? Yeah, the thing that's so perfect about games like Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 2, even Resident Evil 1, but especially Resident Evil 2 and 4, is that they get this yeah. blend of perfect gameplay while also feeling so cinematic. It's yeah, like, right. it's like, it's literally like you're playing through a movie. It's, it's yeah. like the way that they yeah. set up the environments are, it's, yeah. it's, it's like Hitchcock. It's yeah. like Hitchcock directing yeah. this shit. That's why, it's that's awesome. Why love, that's why I think you love the, um, um, uh, Because Uncharted's like that. It's like, I mean, it's like playing through a fucking, yeah. like, action The reason, movie. the reason why I haven't played through Uncharted before, I've never played an Uncharted game, so this is purely speculation. But the reason why I like Resident Evil is because there are cutscenes, but you play through everything, right? Oh, it's, yeah. it, there's no stopping. In Uncharted, mm -hmm. there's, I, I want to play it, but it looks like it's a lot more based on, uh, it is more of a movie experience that you yeah. kind of participate in, which I like yeah. that. I'm gonna very similar to Last of Us. Yeah. But if you like Last of Us, like you like Uncharted. Yeah, so I, I definitely want to check up Uncharted at some point. But like Resident Evil is more also on like a line of Dark Souls, which has it, it like it's like non-involvement. Yeah, they're so yeah. they're like very different yeah. spectrums. Yeah. But yeah, you should play Resident yeah. Evil too. I, I totally understand yeah, I to. being kind of like turned off of it because they really fucked up for a while. Also but... like horror games, like I love horror movies. Yeah. Horror games. Fuck me up. Have you played seven? Resident I, Evil Seven? No, I walk. I played. I think like. Didn't you and I play that like one night? No, that mm. was Outlast. Oh <laughs> yeah, Outlast. yeah. That's another spooky. Yeah, that game. fucking scary. Resident Evil Seven is also really spooky. Really, it's really yeah. spooky. Yeah, I yeah. Like it looks cool. It's a great um, game. It's a really yeah. great game. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear about um? The last of us two got delayed. Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. The, the coronavirus. Whoa. Oh, that's also that's a conversation that I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, like the state of movies? Yeah, yeah the state of movies. Because like 
I be like thinking about it a lot. Yeah, this is and, a great like, conversation. Let's do it. It's pretty interesting because I just think like I don't. I honestly have no idea what's gonna happen because I've been having some thoughts and they're all nothing's based on fact, but yeah. Well, I mean, like no one, knows, no one knows Yeah, that's a really on. that's a really crazy thing. It's like there's there's people yeah. who are just saying this is happening. It's changing everything, and we have no yeah. idea what's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, I think what's interesting is like, you know, you could watch the Invisible Man right now, you know? Right, yeah. You could, you could go gamble, you could, for 20 bucks, you could watch it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's crazy. I think, I think, we'll see what, like, I don't know. I think this is going to be an interesting um, experiment. For the movie industry, yeah, to see, like, to see, do movie theaters like matter? Which, like, I think they obviously do, and I, I don't think that it will shut down movie theaters. But what I'm really scared about is like independent theaters, like mm -hmm. the fact that they. They're not getting any business right now. You know, they're close. Yeah. And, like, the problem with, like, these small independent theaters is, like, they need income, and they're not getting that. Yeah, see, so, see, the thing with independent theaters, I think that at this current point, they're in a really bad spot because I'm not sure how they're going to bounce back from it. Yeah. But once we can get through to a period where we can start regularly going, I think the independent yeah. theaters are going to be the things that are going to flourish a lot more than the studio ones. And I think studio theaters are going to go down. Why do you say that? Because people who go to an independent theater go because they love going to a theater. They don't go out of necessity. Yeah. So big sure. these big blockbuster theaters, you don't go, they, you go because it's like an event to go to. But I think it's going to slowly mm -hmm. transition to be more and more an at-home thing. So there's not much more of a need to go do that. But people who go to see an, a movie at an independent theater, like uh, what, what is the place that we go downtown in Columbus? What's that called? Oh, the, the yeah, gateway. the gateway. We go there because we love the gateway and they, we love the movies that they show. We go there right. for what they curate, you know? But like yeah. a movie where like a theater like Tinseltown or like a Cinemark or whatever, it's just showing whatever's yeah. like out right now. It's right. just like you could see that from your home and you could see it yeah. for cheaper because right now, sure, right. The, when they're on demand, they're going in. Well, do you, do you think, well, do you think that... Well, that's all going to depend on if like... Studios start doing this. Like yeah. They start like putting their putting like I don't know. God forbid that they put like the James Bond movie like straight to the end. Yeah. You know, like you just watch it at home. Um, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, I I think I think that that might be something that happens. Like we might have. Yeah. I I kind of see. I I. I would predict that stuff like this will start cycling. So we have like something where like theaters turn into more of like a curated. What I would love if it turns into a more curated experience. So you have like the big cinematic films made for big screens yeah. that are showed like James Bond and stuff, but they're probably yeah. released into that in addition to on demand immediately. I would I think that's what would happen. Yeah. Um I, I don't know. I don't I, I it depends how long you know the stay at home you know, uh, order, like, lasts. Yeah. Because, like, like, a couple months, like, say that, like, theaters reopen in, like, you know, mid-July. Yeah. 
which is a possibility. You know, like, Doug, I think, I don't think anything will happen, but say, like, all summer. So, like, think about the, the summer season. Yeah, it's you know, so important for and, movies. And movies, and, like, the theaters just close down for that. Yeah, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? I mean, well, that's the thing. It's just, like, no movies are coming out in, in the summer. Yeah. Like, not even, like, on DOD and stuff, which is, like, you know, A Quiet Place 2 is supposed to come out, you know, March 20th or something like that. I think yesterday got pushed out to September 5th. Whoa. On my, birth- on my birthday, actually. Um, huh. But, um, and then... You know, like Mulan and like the Disney stuff are just pushed back indefinitely. Whoa. Yeah, see, the so other like, crazy thing about that is that you can be pushed back and maybe we, we're fine during the summer months, but there's two problems. First of all, we might have a second wave, you know, which is going to cause this to right. happen all over again. And then, second of all, if people haven't been working, no one's been able to work on movies to put out. So maybe people can work on movies exactly. during that time, but yeah. there's no movies out during the summer because no one's yeah. been able to work yeah. on anything. And yeah, then it comes right. around yeah, to I mean, next year when you have to stay inside again, and then we have yeah. um, it dries up again. Yeah, they're actually, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, like tons of movies that are shooting now, oddly, Uncharted movie, and the Batman are just two movies that I. Have read, yeah. You know they have the set production down, obviously, and so and we might not see those yeah, movies. We just might not. Yeah, I mean we will. We'll take a while. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, it's just know? like it depends on like who knows. The, like the craziest thing was that I saw was um the new Despicable Me movie or whatever. Uh-huh. That I don't really care about, but I just saw this on Twitter that. It was supposed to come out this summer. Yeah. And they pushed it back to the summer of 2021. Whoa. They pushed it back a year. Whoa. That's crazy. And it's not that the fact that, like, it's probably done, you know, obviously it's done, but, like, you gotta market these things. And, like, like, you can't, like, usually for summer movies, they would start marketing, like, now. Like, they would, like, full-blown yeah. market the movie now. Like, Black Widow, I think, was pushed back, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, you don't have any options. All movies, you can't release a movie in theaters right now. You can't. Everything has to be mm-hmm. pushed back or put on demand. And a lot of people are going to be resistant to that. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what studios do put their movies on all of that. Like, take the risk of, like, maybe losing a lot of money yeah. and putting it on demand, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's really... It's, it's hard to say because, I mean, we're still living in... Uh, like, we learned about this in our film class, that we're still living in a time where the, the, the business is dependent on theater sales, you know? It's dependent mm-hmm. basically on that opening weekend. Those That yeah. is where the film industry is being based off of. Again, when we're talking about the film industry, though, we're talking about the big budget shit, the big studio yeah, yeah. films. And filming yeah. is really, it's a changing environment now. So mm-hmm. we're not really looking at what it means for the independent, like, short film. Like, the maybe we'll start seeing features pop up on YouTube. You know, we might see stuff like that as stuff start happening yeah. more and more. Like these independent companies, maybe a VSX company just turns into a studio and starts well, working from home and release a movie. Like we might start seeing yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. 
an influx of animated movies. You know, we might see yeah. that. We might see, dude, we were talking about this. We're like, John Wayne comes to life. Well, if we're yeah. inside, then we can pick whatever star we want. We screen capture their face. They act from home, and we just do whatever the fuck we want. We just animate it, you know? Wow. We have virtual wow. movies. So we still have blockbusters that we can watch on demand, but there is no need for physical production. Yeah. Yeah. That's apocalyptic. That's apocalyptic. Yeah, that's just straight up apocalyptic shit. Yeah. But, like, it's not gonna be... I don't think this is gonna last the whole year. But, I mean, like, it might, it might, this might be like a two-year experience. Not like where we're in full-on yeah. quarantine, but this might be where we will... Oh, yeah, it's definitely going to be like an experience. And especially just like the effects of it on the movie industry. It's going to be, I would imagine, it's going to be like a year only, to two to three. Let alone the movie industry. Think about the, the economy. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, New York. This is gonna be fucking different. Like New York, New York might not be New York be anymore. It, no, it will never be the same. No. Like I'm saying right now, like it is. Uh, it's just different. Like it's just gonna be different. Yeah, it might um, change. Like, like I read this really crazy article about the kind of put by like the perspective that. It was, it was an article about the Saki brothers, weirdly, and it was about um, how they have lighted with, like, uncut drugs and, like, good kind of stuff, have made the last movies that truly represented New York. Whoa. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> um, which I think is, like, really... Crazy. Yeah, it literally marks, which would just make Uncut Gems, which would, would be great in one sense, would make Uncut Gems even more historic. That it marks yeah. the last really New York film, like really effective, yeah. like super New York film. Looks like what it was. Yeah. You know? Because New That's York's so not really, crazy. New York's like is huge, but it's always been kind of on the brink, brink of destruction, right? You know, it's always yeah. having. Yeah, well, it's always, I mean, it's just because, you know, big, you know, just like cities like that are, they're literally. Probably on the fact of people working and people like you know like when it's completely shut down that city just completely falls apart the other problem about it is just that people are really starting to die there that's where that's like one of the scariest mm -hmm. fucking locales places so it's going to turn in yeah. where there's just like afterwards when people can work there's just not going to be the, the population literally yeah. the population to yeah, sustain yeah, the the new york lifestyle like there yeah. and it might be yeah. like wouldn't it be crazy that the places that are you know desolate and have taken preemptive actions you know like for example i'm in kentucky and kentucky has been crazy compared to all the other stupid ass states and what they have done yeah. to prepare for this so imagine since we have been in a rather good position relative to everyone else everything else goes to shit and we have like a relatively stable point Boom! Huge city. We yeah. turn into New York. Louisville turns into New York. I know. Like, I don't like, know if that's yeah. realistic, but I could imagine shit like think, that happening. I don't know if, like... I don't know. I don't know what... Uh, New Louisville, right? I got it. I it all depends on... It just all depends on, like, how long, you know, this will take, you know? And we just, like, we just don't know yet. We just don't know, so... It's, it's very shit, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I think I think that I, I'm honestly in terms of movies specifically, 
uh, if we're not thinking about the state of the world and what the implications of it is, yeah. just talking, it excites me to see how the movie industry will change because I think it's yeah, in, I think it's important to have something majorly deconstructive again not talking about what that fact is not commenting on that being a good thing but just on the fact that there's something to destabilize things enough to shake shit around that might put things that might open up new stuff like a new kind of because when there is when there is crisis that is the best moment for creative ingenuity that's it just is you know that's why we got all those great films in the 70s because everyone was fucking depressed so, so it's like we're gonna get. I really believe that we're gonna get some great albums, some great movies. Which, if we're yeah. just talking about being a, a an art lover, this is gonna be an awesome time. I think so. The circumstances I, I think so. suck, I think, but yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, it's a good, it's a good optimistic look for sure. Yeah, if we don't die, <laughs> we'll get some cool movies yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, how long have we been talking for? Uh, probably like an hour, hour plus, maybe an hour and ten. I think we should end it here, my guy. Yeah, I'll, we had a movie that we were going to talk about for our big 50, but it just, it just doesn't seem as relevant yeah, we anymore. Just, we just can't, I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should, should we? I don't remember, rewatch it? Yeah. The movie we're talking about is the incredible classic Theodore Rex. Um, so maybe, right. maybe we should. Do you want to like pick a movie? That's our, that's our, that's our yeah, Theodore Rex. Go check out Theodore Rex. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's one. But if we want a genuinely good movie, we'll give you, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, have another recommendation. Should we figure out a movie? I have actually. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay, tell me. I have a great idea. So we're gonna hopefully do this podcast a lot more. Yeah. Because we're just quarantined and we like talking to each other. Sort of weekly, so, probably. <laughs> yeah. Sort of probably weekly, honestly. Um, and so I think we I think we should take turns and we should pick a movie to watch. Like Yeah, I like that. Recommend the movie. And then we'll and talk about it next it time. Have to be, it doesn't, yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be it could be a movie you've seen. It could be a movie you haven't seen. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Let's do it. So, whatever. Um, do you want to go first? I have an idea for a movie that I haven't seen that I think both of us should see. Okay. It's called, it's called Uncle Bon Me, who can recall his past lives. What? Uncle? What? Boon. Oh, no, it's not Bon Me. It's Boon Me. Uncle Boon Me. B O O N M E E. And this movie is a Palme d'Or winner. I don't remember from what year. I didn't look it up. But this movie is about a man who is dying. And he has some otherworldly experiences as he moves on. The director? Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Bro, this is the craziest name I've got ever seen in my life. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, let me pull up the name, and then we'll say it at the same time. How about that? Yeah, okay. Is this a, is a Korean guy? Um, is this a Korean guy? Yeah, it's maybe... My, I, I feel... I want to say Vietnamese, but I don't know if that's right. All right, let's do it. Let's watch it. Okay. Well, let's do, let's say the name. You ready for the... To say the name? Yeah. Three, two, one... Uh, 
bitch a pong. We're a Seth a cool. We're a Seth a cool. Bro. Where's this girl from? Thailand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Thai. Yeah. Yeah, I wow. think it's. I think we can rent it on Amazon Prime. It's. It's a movie. I'm surprised. It's. Everyone loves it, but it's. It. You yeah. can't find it easy. Bro. Yeah, it's a Palm Noir winner though. Yeah. It's like I. Th it's yeah. crazy. You can't find it. It's. It looks like a weird fucking movie, and I'm, I would love to yeah, watch so that. Let's, let's do this, and then we'll talk about that next week. And uh, that will be our uh, quarantine movie of the week. Yeah. All right, people. It's been good. It's been real. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is just been kind of the catching up podcast, talking about random shit. Thanks for chiming uh, in to us for 50 times in a row, I'm sure. Really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I always forget this is the 50th episode. Uh, thank, yeah, I mean, if you guys have been listening since the beginning, I can't thank you enough. This is crazy. Yeah. Here's to 50, 500 more. 5,500! <laughs> Once we get to 5,500, we're stopping. Here's to 50, can you imagine? We're like 84 years old. <laughs> Episode 5,562. <laughs> we're stopping after this one. I got a colonoscopy today. <laughs> now we both got trachs. <laughs> Alright. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye bye. Bye.